Uh, Mood House Podcast, and welcome after a long, long break uh, to another edition. Now, I don't know if these will continue regularly or if they will be sporadic. Let's explain where we've been. I don't remember exactly where I last left everybody. I can't even remember off the top of my head where I left you all. Like, what did we even talk about last? And I didn't look it up because, yes, I am busy. Uh, I think I think most people would make the excuse, or you always hear these podcasters like, oh, I took a break and I had some things going on. And I mean, all that's true, but the reality is if I really wanted to do the podcast, I probably could have found some time to do it, especially the mini version, the more fleshed out interview-based version, I don't know. It's become increasingly difficult to get guests on. Now, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know that this is a constant battle uh, that we really lucked out on the last season, getting a lot of really good guests in a timely manner. But we will revisit the Mood House podcast in its normal format, full season, full episodes, at some point. Maybe when I have more influence, because nowadays people really want to make sure that you have influence before they fuck with you. Like I said, the balance has definitely shifted. Uh, People that want to interact with other people want to do so to raise visibility and get numbers, period, point, blank. 99% of the time, even favors for friends doing things like this is just just not happening as much as it used to. It's fascinating, um, but I would do it. If you come ask us, anybody out there wants a podcast, I will, if it's, if you got good stuff going on, we will definitely participate. Uh, I think that that's important. I still think it's important. As far away as we're all drifting as individuals in art and music and all that, gosh, it really is like everyone for themselves. So we'll see what happens one day when things open up and we bring that mentality back to our venues and, and try to play shows. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Speaking of that, the reason why we haven't been doing as, as much here on the podcast is obvious if you follow our social media and everything. We've been in the middle of, of building and creating our restaurant, our food spot, the MB Food House, located in South Minneapolis, opening in March around I'll announce a date later, early March for service. Uh, and, and that's been all encompassing. And the reason why we decided to take this time, this opportunity to put together something like that is because we needed something uh, to sustain our livelihoods that was not based on this music shit. Now, we still do okay. I mean, money still rolls in. People still download projects and people will still randomly occasionally talk about our work which is great. But in my opinion, if you're an artist and musician and you're doubling down right now as this pandemic has, uh, as the pandemic itself has doubled down and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna wait this out or or do these odd jobs here or we're gonna do live streams here and we're gonna put out all this merch and we're gonna keep making projects and content. I just don't, for us, I don't see how that's at all beneficial 
in the long term or in the long run. I, I think it's damaging uh, to a brand, to your music. And that's really what the pandemic has shown me personally. Um, it's reminded me what I value in Moody Black and what I want with our music. And we'll talk about this as it intersects with what we're going to talk about later, which is the weekend and the Super Bowl performance and then people's response to that. But, you know, for us, in my mind, when I started rolling with MB, that's what we wanted to do. Our goals were, let's play at the Super Bowl. Let's have some time on this mainstream level. And those are still my goals with Moody Black. Now, it doesn't, there's a huge obvious contrast and, and like a conflict of interest almost. When you think of somebody who typically wants to play those events or be mainstream, you don't really think that they have integrity <laughs> with their work. Uh, that's just not the case for everybody. Uh, and it may seem like that for a lot of people that end up making it to that level, but not always the case, because I know it's not the case with us, and part of what drives me is knowing is that possibility, the potential that you could take art that you really give a damn about, that you have all the artistic integrity and honesty and authenticity, quote-unquote, inside of it, and you could bring that to the mainstream level. To me, that is awesome. That, and that's the ultimate goal for us for as long as I live until we can't do this anymore, that will be the goal for us and MB. And if we don't reach that level, it will be, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a failure. I say that often about our stuff. We just haven't been able to make it work. And I don't know if we ever will, but I will continue to, to push that and fight for that. You see and you hear instances of, of work that sounds like MB out there, if you pay attention. It gives me hope that we'll figure out a way to make it happen. And taking all those things into account, and the level that we're at now, I don't, I don't see the benefit. We did a couple of live stream performances, and I thought we burnt that out pretty quickly. And I just don't see a point for our work and what I do to return to that anytime soon. I think it's only damaging and all we have right now is the potential to overexpose ourselves and look really vulnerable and kind of damage the brand. And I'm talking about personally. I think if you're out there and want to do live streams and all that, that's, that's fantastic. Everybody's situation is different, depends on where you're at in your performance career or as an artist and, and, and what's going on. But you know, all you have to do is look at records that have come out by relevant or known people or not and see that the return on those projects right now is, is nothing like what it used to be even when things were open and there wasn't a pandemic it was still lesser than it was the, the industry was already in massive decline as we all know it's an old topic so uh, to us it made more sense to pivot and take this opportunity to build something that we can have that will generate us money in a real way where it's not so subjective, where it's not noisy-ass music that we have to convince you to listen to or like, but tasty damn tacos that everybody can get down with and something that we can have when we can tour again where we could tour and it runs and generates its own business without us having to be there all the time. And we got lucky, found some opportunities, and worked really hard to make that happen. So it wasn't overnight. It took about 
two years to get into a brick and mortar location. So we'll see how that goes. And that's what I've been busy with. So when I pivot back to the music world, it's just confusing to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I mean, we're working, I'm working on, on the next EP and all these things. All that stuff's still happening, but the disconnect between myself and that music world, I don't, I really, I'm not really that in tune to what's going on on Twitter, on Instagram, all these things. People have to tell me when current event shit like that is popping up sometimes because I'm just not, I'm not in tune with it. And that's where we are led right here to the weekend. I didn't know the weekend was playing the Super Bowl until maybe two weeks ago when I was talking to my dad. And he was like, they got some, they got some no name. They got some no name playing. I was like, oh, that's weird. Didn't think anything of it. But I looked up who was playing later. And it turns out it was the weekend. I had to tell my dad who the weekend was. And I've have, I'm not like a huge weekend fan. Um, but I like what The Weeknd does, and especially even more recently with the visuals and some of his performance stuff, because he's never been a fantastic performer. In fact, he was pretty damn boring, and still kind of is. Um, but you can tell that he's crafting these worlds and this imagery and these sounds and this vibe uh, that take you somewhere. They take, I don't know, they, they sound more involved than a lot of work that's out there in the quote unquote, and I'm only gonna say this one more time, mainstream. I don't see, I just don't see things like that. I see things like that in the context of how everybody's talking about it, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I don't really look at it like that. Um, and so I find it, I found it interesting, and I thought, given the point in his career and all that, that it could be a good Super Bowl commercial or <laughs> halftime show and a commercial, um, but it could be a good Super Bowl halftime show and, and certainly better than last year's Super Bowl halftime show. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was great. You know, I thought it was solid. I thought the visuals and the feel and the vibe was really different and cool, partly because he had to pivot and, and kind of do things a different way because the pandemic, you could tell he was performing more for the camera than for the audience. And it just sounded good. All the production was was different than the records or, or the way you've heard it before. And you could tell that he was really singing, which is pretty awesome. Like, I'm not one of those people that really gives a fuck about lip syncing. I think, I think it's, if you're complaining about people rapping over vocals and lip syncing, like, incessantly or too much, like, it's just lame. Like, who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. If somebody is rapping over their vocals, it's of no consequence. It's a good thing. That means they're out of the game. Who cares? I find it funny. I mean, you have as a rapper, you have one job live most of the time if you're just a rapper. And that's to rap the shit. Rap the verse, rap the vocals. If you don't do that, what are you doing? Because most of the time, rappers that are rapping over vocals aren't really, they're not dancing and shit. So it's just like, that's hilarious. It's like you have one job and you can't even do that job. That tells you a lot about an individual that's doing stuff like that. Um, now, if the performance is great, it's almost like The weekend. If you have all the bells and whistles and all the performance stuff, which The weekend needs because he's not the super charismatic performer, that's one thing, whatever. I mean, and you would expect him to have lip-synced with all the movement he was doing. But it was impressive that he, that he didn't. And it was, sounded odd because you could hear breaths and like different ways he was saying things. So you knew it was like, you know, you don't hear that very often. Uh, on primetime TV or the Super Bowl or any, it's, it was it was cool. Um, 
I, I'm not surprised with the reaction that some people give. So some people are like, oh, that was fantastic. And then some people are like, that was horrible. But it's funny because the people that, that say it's horrible are like the same people that don't like, like quote unquote, again, mainstream. And they're just like all anti-mainstream. And, you know, I, years ago, I used to be like that. And I've learned a long time ago now that that's just so, it's ignorant. It's easy to feel that way because there are examples of that happening. But it's not always the case. And there's a lot of amazing content in the mainstream world, especially performance-wise. Just to have the financial uh, backing to be able to put together these ideas that look great, that sound great, that bring you somewhere different is something that I would really love to have for MB. Oh, that would be like amazing, which is one of the many reasons why I want to have a cup of coffee on that level. That would be fantastic. And so, you know, I, it's weird to me when people criticize that they just kind of dismiss it. And it's hard for me to understand how you can't tell, like the weekend songs just have, they have a vibe and a cinematography and a grandiose vibe to them, especially live. They were big. There was some noisy parts in there, which I, I'll take all the credit in the world for. Uh, I'm kidding. God, people are so easy to irritate. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought that it was good. I thought the weekend at the Super Bowl was pretty uh, overall just fantastic. I thought it was great. I don't see I don't see the problem with it. I think if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with with mainstream and what that means and all that. But why I don't really respect people that have that opinion about mainstream and all that is because usually individuals that think like that aren't really doing anything to change that narrative. They just want to complain about the fact that mainstream is this and and it ain't real. And but they don't. They're not sitting there supporting people like MB. So to me, it's irrelevant. And if like you get what you pay for, the world supports that shit, for good or bad, better or worse. We know at some level that it's all bullshit. Even the the weekend. It's it's corporate shit. We all know that. So why say anything about it? We're participating in it, and uh, sometimes we enjoy it. So it's it's irrelevant to me. And again, people will lump somebody like myself that will say something about maybe mainstream or influencer culture or music uh, critique and all those things, and they assign the way that they think about things to what I'm saying. And think that that's why I'm saying it, which is why they'll be like, you know, they say things like, oh, you're, you're jealous or you're jaded, which <laughs> probably a little bit. Of, I don't know any artist out there that if they're not uh, honest, wouldn't tell you that they're jealous of not being able to play the fucking Super Bowl or, or, or jaded because they work really hard and they think they have good music and it's not reciprocated as it is for others. I think that's pretty natural. I think it's fucked up that people think that there's a problem with that. And I think that there is a problem with that if the individuals that feel that way aren't doing anything with, about it except for being toxic, complaining, and all those things. And the difference is we offer solutions, we keep grinding, and we keep finding a way to make things happen, like the food spot or, or like continuing to grind through it and being able to help others. 
if it doesn't work for us, we're trying to find ways and avenues that we can continue to put the spotlight on up-and-coming people, be able to support. And then I think it's totally valid for us to have those opinions. And you need to understand that what we talk about, what we say, in that context matters. It's the same thing when we have critique or criticism about indie rap, underground rap, which you are now seeing wasn't us just being hateful. We were trying to tell you about some of the things that weren't making sense behind the scenes with the way it was presented in public. It's hard to be a part of something that is perceived a certain way when you know that the integrity is not, the, is not what it appears to be. It's hard to sleep at night if I sat there and supported that. And that's why we said things. And I'm done. I hope you enjoyed this fantastic mini mood house, but I gotta get back and try making some sauces. I'm obsessed with making, it's just like the music, like if we're gonna do the food, the food thing, the food is just a small part of it, trust me. That's the fun part, everything else sucks. But that said, every day it's trying out different sauces, creating all these things from scratch, trying to really hone in on developing the style of food that we're going to be doing here at the food house. And until then, we'll keep hitting you with these random ass episodes and hoping that the handful of you that listen, enjoy them and have a great, who knows, day, two days, month, and we'll see you on the next Mood House. Ugh.